I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrooks.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport. Game day, your verdict. Well, it was another cracking day in the Premier League and it delivered some great entertainment on game day with Talk Sport. Manchester City's Premier League defence was dealt another huge blow as they lost 2-1 at home to neighbours Manchester United. Everton beat Chelsea 3-1 in their first match since Marcus Silva was sacked. And Liverpool are 11 points clear of Leicester at the top of the table after a 3-0 victory over Bournemouth. Here's the very best of your reaction to the day's football on both the full-time phone-in with Adrian Durham and Alvin Martin. And your verdict with me, Laura Woods, and Darren Bent. This is the Game Day Your Verdict podcast. Okay, let's get straight into it then and head over to the Etihad Stadium with Sam Matterface. The referee blows the full-time whistle and Manchester United have beaten Manchester City on what could be a pivotal night in the race for the title. It's only the second time in 12 Premier League away games that Manchester United have won on their travels, but it might just be the win that ends Manchester City's defence of the title. Rashford with a penalty in the first 25 minutes. Martial with a second goal. They were cruising until the last five minutes when Otamendi gave Manchester City hope. But it was just that, just hope. And sometimes it's the hope that kills you. Manchester City 1, Manchester United 2. We've got to go to the Etihad. Don McGuinness is with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Well, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, that was a, a fantastic performance. You must be absolutely delighted with how it all turned out. Definitely. Dead proud of uh, how... Uh, Coaches, first of all, how uh, they prepare the game and then the players, how they execute. Uh, first half, some of the most wonderful attacking football I've seen. The way I want to see players on the front foot going forward, every opportunity, uh, creating chances almost every time we got the ball. It really was fast. I mean, you used the pace of the front three, if you like, to perfect effect and, and they couldn't really deal with that. It was different in the second half, wasn't it? And it was nervy at the end. I mean, what were you <laughs> thinking when that, that goal went in? Oh, we're playing against the best team in the world against the best coach with the, the most interesting, exciting ideas in football. And we have to defend well. We, we get tired towards the end. Can't hide the fact that they're 24 hours extra recovery and Tottenham's 24 hours recovery extra. Uh, it's hard for the boys. It's just natural for them to be tired towards the end. And, uh, but they dug in, mentality, attitude, spot on. Marcus gets another penalty. He rolled yeah. that one in. Obviously, yeah. great goal from Martial. In terms of how you planned it out, was it pretty much from your point of view how you envisaged that game to go? That you were going to have to obviously defend in the second half, but that you wanted to get that lead. <laughs> yeah, we want to get the lead, and we know that we could uh, get at the back four. Uh, we know that the ideas and possession plays fantastic. They can out football teams to death they can just football you down to the ground and pass pass and move pass and move and the concentration levels of our boys when they got physically tired was absolutely unbelievable I've got to ask you about the incident with Fred he seems to have been yeah. struck by something at the corner and there's, there's some suggestions as well allegations that City have released a statement saying they're looking into it alleged <laughs> racism yeah. I mean yeah. what's what's he said to you it's both Jesse and Fred in the corner taking a corner first of all they get thrown uh, coins at and you can see the video, you can see the not so very intelligent fella, uh, his racist chance there. So I hope City and the authorities will deal with it. Don't let him in in a game ever again. That's my clear, clear uh, message. It's unacceptable. We keep talking about it every 
I want to say uh, yeah, every week, every week we talk about this and you got to stamp down on it. We, we try, we try, we work on it, we speak about it and the only action is get rid. Are the lads all right? As in Jesse and Fred? Yeah, they're, they're tough boys, but it's, of course, never easy. So, of course, it's going to affect them. And finally, you've played in plenty of Manchester derbies, you know. Not plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Well, I know you made the point that obviously... No, but that, that, was, that was never meant... As a dig? No, because, first of all, I was on the bench most of the time. So I didn't play. <laughs> I think I played in three or four. And... Um, but it's... Let's uh, enjoy ourselves. Is this better feeling? Is it better now as a manager to get that win? That's I what I'm saying as a player. What, how does it compare? Fantastic, because I think... Of course, we're playing against the best team in the world. For me, it's and that to win games like this, fantastic. So, glass of red wine. What United have in the bag, of course, is this really dangerous counter attack, mm -hmm. and we know that City are probably going to have majority possession, and they did over seventy percent. And but what United can do when they're all firing at front line is is, is terrifying, isn't it? Yes, yeah, the speed. Rashford, Dan James, and Martial when they're all firing, as you said, as they did today, it doesn't really matter if they concede a lot of possession like they did today. All they know is they've got to wait for the right opportunity, and as soon as that kicks in, Dan James goes, Rashford goes, Martial, and there's not going to be that many defenders in, in the Premier League that's going to catch them, so it's about getting the mix and blend of mm -hmm. the counter-attacking football and then just sitting in, but today, I think from start to finish, from back to front, they're all, all superb. If you feel like Chelsea need to strengthen at left-back, City need to strengthen at left-back as well, because Angelina yeah. had no control over that side today. I, I, I honestly wonder, not, in, not even just him as well, I just wonder if they realise the impact of when Vincent Company left. I get Laporte got injured and that, and that was a big one, but when he left on and off the field the big physical presence the captain the leader it, it seems to just be every time there's an, a, a situation and they lose a game or there's an indifferent performance straight away they look at the back line and that's because they're so indifferent do you know what I mean they're not as solid as they were and as I said before teams now are thinking we know what we don't care if we sit and you, we let you have all your possession because we know with the back line that you've got right now all we've got to do is wait because at some stage we'll open you up and it's just whether now we're clinically enough to take it and Manchester United and other teams before before them have managed to do that hmm. um, there's something I want to bring your attention to Darren we sat there and we watched that game together mm -hmm. and for everything that was happening on that pitch and as exciting as it was and for all the fire between the two to the two, uh, between the two teams and how exciting it was um, there were some unsavoury moments so Fred went over to, to the touchline and there were some items that were thrown at him. It looked like a light and potentially a plastic bottle. Mm -hmm. There's also some clips going around social media at the moment of video footage of some fans in the crowd, what looks like racist chanting, monkey chanting towards Fred and towards other players. Um, now, at the moment, this is all unconfirmed and this is being investigated. So at the moment, we say alleged because we can't confirm it. Um, Don McGuinness is at the Etihad, so we're going to cross to him as, as soon as we can, really, to find out if there's any more information. But we know that Manchester City come down hard on this, as they should, and mm. as every team in the Premier League should as well. Um, so we want to make you aware that we know about it, we know what's being looked at, and as soon as we find information, um, we will, of course, pass it on. But, Darren, yet again... it. <laughs> It just, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why fans can go to a football game and react like this. I know, but I, I can understand the frustration with the, the throwing the lighters and the bottles. Like, I mean, that's that's it, it's shocking. It shouldn't happen. But obviously, you see one Pratt obviously quite clearly making the monkey chance. And I know you, we've got to say alleged, but you can pretty much guess what he was doing because, as I said earlier to you off, off air, he's either the worst dancer I've ever seen or he's doing monkey chance and, and doing the action. So for me, they, Manchester City have been pretty good at... at, at you know what I mean banning people and yeah. stuff and hopefully they can deal with it but listen it's disgusting and once again it shows in this country that we're quick to point the finger but that it does go on but it's again fair play to the, the, the I think it was Sky that managed mm. to catch him and hopefully he'll get banned for life or some form of punishment but as I said we, we, we can't keep pointing the finger at everyone else when it's not when it's not clean in our own country yep Dom McGuinness is waiting for us to speak now Hi, Laurie. I'm just in the tunnel here at Manchester City. City have released a statement now because obviously we're all aware that there's some viral footage going around involving Fred and, and supporters, but City have released this statement. Manchester City FC are aware of a video circulating on social media which appears to show a supporter making racial gestures during the second half of the match against Manchester United this evening. Officials from the club are working with Greater Manchester Police in order to help them identify any individuals concerned and assist with their inquiries. The club's also working with GMP regarding an instance of objects being thrown onto the field of play. The club operates a zero-tolerance policy regarding discrimination of any kind and anyone found guilty of racial abuse will be banned from the club for life. So City have reacted quickly to the footage that's going around on social media now. Obviously, we'll try and get some more information, but they've reacted quickly and they've re released that statement, Laura.
Tom McGuinness, thank you very much. Um, Darren, we spoke earlier on about how we've got to sort it out in our own backyard, first of all. Mm. This is actually the kind of thing that you want to see. Yes, we're waiting to find out exactly what's happened. Uh, the investigation will hopefully happen quickly, but that kind of a reaction to come out and say immediately, this is wrong, not only are GMP looking into it for the, for the objects that are thrown, but also the police are looking into this, and the club too, that is the kind of reaction that you want. I love it, because look at the speed of it. The game's only finished 10 minutes ago, and straight mm. away they're on it, they're known a situation, there's a video going around, and they've put a statement out there, and they're they're looking into it and as I said that's well played Magic City we're going to pass back over to Don because we're keeping him busy he's with Rodri now thank you Laurie yes Rodri some of your feelings after that you've been beaten by your Manchester neighbours uh, well it was a tough game today I think the the key moment was the first minutes they, we considered two easy goals and always it's, it's difficult to a good team to score three goals so that, I think that was the point did they surprise you with their pace on the counter attack no, we knew what they were going to do, but I don't know what happened uh, many times. We knew what, what teams are going to do, but uh, we don't fix these things. We, we then let them turn. We don't, we're not enough aggressive, so it's our fault. Now, it leaves the gap at the top now, 14 points. Is that something you can claw back? Is the title race still alive, do you feel? I don't, we, we don't want to uh, talk about that. We don't want to look to the table. We, we have lots of other good things in this year, other cups, and of course it's, it's tough, the Premier League, but we have to keep fighting until the end, you never know. Uh, of course they are very strong, but uh, now it's, it's difficult, but we have to keep trying. It was a fiercely contested game, what has your manager said afterwards to you all? Well, the manager always uh, take the good points about all, uh, he tried to leave our head up, of course it's, it's a tough moment for the team, but we have to keep fighting. We have other things uh, this year. We have other cups, other goals. Uh, very interesting and very uh, good. So we have to keep fighting and, of course, recover the people because we have lots of problems with the injuries and, you know, it's, it's been tough and for the uh, beginning of the season. Very busy month for you now as well. Uh, you need those bodies back now with the Champions League, everything else that's going on. Mm. Yeah, always. Here in Premier is, is like this. Uh, I don't know physically, I think mentally we have to come the, the team back uh, because uh, we are a bit down now, but we have to recover the people and let's see what happens. Okay, thank you for your time, Rodri. Back to you, Laura. Tom McGuinness, thank you very much. With Rodri there, a man that sounds like he knows the title <laughs> yeah, race is trust. over. Very downbeat. <laughs> we've I mean, got the, other fact, cups that, and stuff, the yeah. fact that he used that line, we've got other cups and other goals, just sounds like he's thrown in the towel already. Well, you know what? They probably haven't, they wouldn't come out and say they've done that, but. An intelligent footballer would know, listen, 14 points to, to Liverpool, a team that hasn't been beaten, I don't know how long, are playing really, really well. Aren't, you're talking about them losing four games. Now, can you see that happening? Because I can't. Mm. So I understand why he's come out and said that, but still, you'd like a bit, if the fans hear that, like Manchester City fans, I'd be thinking, well, hold on, unless they're renowned to, renowned to the fact as well mm. that they believe it's over as well. Mm, interesting. Um, over to you, Leicester. <laughs> Your <on>. turn. <laughs> Let's go to John, he's a Manchester City fan. Uh, John, you can give us some reaction there because you heard Rodri, and to us it sounded like he was suggesting that they don't think they're in it anymore either. A couple of things, guys, really. Um, first of all, he hope they catch the imbecile and, and do ban him for life. I don't want to be associated with people like that. We have black players, and so why would you do something like that? That's just ridiculous. I've been going through the turnstile now for 50 years, and I, I just it's abhorrent. It's that, it's, football aside, you don't do that. That's mm -hmm. wrong on all levels. So I hope they catch him, and I hope they ban him for life, and I hope they, they, they do a bit more than that if they, if they do get hold of him. Mm -hmm. On the footballing front... Um, Totally and utterly inept today. Um, Manchester United were the only team in it. Um, the hitters on the counter attack. They should have been three up at half time. City, I don't know what they were thinking about. Angelino looked like a player who had his legs stitched on back to front and the boots on the wrong feet. He was absolutely dreadful. <laughs> I mean, I don't like slaughtering a City player, but it, I can only say what's in front of me. He was shocking today. Um, it's, it's an easy fix for me while we get the centre-half back fit. Kyle Walker is an English defender. He understands defending. Now, we've got a £50 million left-back. We've got a £50 million right-back. Now, pair up John Stones. If you think Otamendi's got the date of birth disease upon him and he's getting a bit old and a bit uh, leggy, then put Kyle Walker in at centre-half. Come on. He's an English defender. He understands defending. He understands he's a right-back by trade. 
surely he can play centre half. Are you talking about? Are you talking about if they move to a back three? You were talking about a back two. You're saying as in in a no, flat no. Back four. I mean, yeah, he can come yeah. inside. He's, he's done can it he? for England. I didn't say it was it was a massive success at it, but Fernandinho's trade is a central midfield player. Mm. So. Kyle Walker is first and foremost a defender, so to my mind, and he's still quick. He's very quick, Kyle Walker. So the, the blueprint was set how to beat Manchester City by Nuno Espirito Santos. Tip the ball over the top, make him turn, put it in between the centre-half and Edison and see if he'll come for it, or your striker's got the pace and United has sussed that out. So today, Rashford, I mean, he was unlucky not to get on the score sheet in open play. We were just... We were just totally inept, and they, they, United were back in shape quickly. When their moves broke down, they were back behind the ball, back in shape quickly. They looked and well drilled, John, didn't they? In, in comparison. They were well drilled. Yeah, they were. They were well drilled, and they were well. Well, mm. he had a game plan. He executed it to the nth degree, and uh, the right team won the game, to be honest with you. I'm not a fan of VAR. My brother wasn't at the match today, and he phoned me at half time, and he goes, How's was the panel there? I said, Well, it is what it is, isn't it? I mean, Surely it'll equal itself out. It doesn't look that way. But I'm not bleeding. It was the best team won. Yeah. And All, right. All right, John, thank you very much for your call. Two points I want to ask you about that call, Darren. Yeah. Um, the first one about... Um, about um, Carl Walker. Carl Walker playing in a, in a, in a back four. No, not in a two. I, 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 can't, I, know that he, I know that what he's saying, he's saying that he did it for England, but that was in a back three. That was a back three and he was right, and he he was had, right exactly. in the back three, yeah. So I, I couldn't Doesn't see him playing in the two. It, as, no. as a centre-back pairing. Uh, the second one, did, did Pep get it wrong today? Was there something about the game that he got it wrong because uh, Otamendi came off the bench and, and scored. He didn't start. Um, Stone started. Um, Angelino kept his place at left back. It just felt, I mean, it almost felt like all the worries that, that, that City fans were having before the game started all came to fruition. Yeah. You look at that Manchester City side and, and every single pundit that I've heard all day, um, everyone I was looking at on social media was saying Manchester United, dangerous on the counter. Mm. You know, if City will have all the possession. I mean, we predicted how the game would go pretty much uh, apart from the fact that City was so poor and barely had any shots in the first half. Did Pep get it wrong? Was it something that Pep should have done differently? I mean, you could say, I mean, it's always worth to say it now. You'd say, oh, yeah, I would have done this, I would have done that. But I think if you looked at them in the week and the way they played against Burnley, they were sensational. The football they played, the team selection. So what was the difference? I know it's Burnley, and Burnley are slightly different to Manchester United, but table-wise, they're not that far apart. No, it, Maybe it was, now they are. It, it was a kind of masterclass, but you're right, and today they just... They set up all wrong. I don't know if they set up all wrong, but even the selection. I mean, Otamendi has obviously come on. He scored a great goal, but I think it's just worrying. And at the minute, Pep's not quite sure. I think defensively going forward, I think it's pretty easy. Like with the players they've got. I mean, Maris obviously playing Jesus. These guys, De Bruyne. These guys pick themselves Sterling. These guys are always going to start. But defensively, I think because they're not defending that well as a group anyway, as a unit. I think. Every time he does something and it doesn't go well, you go, oh, he got it wrong. But there's only so many players he can play. I mean, mm-hmm. Fernandinho, if he obviously, has been playing at centre-half. Otamundi's been on the bench. John Stones now, he's a very, very good footballer. But we know that he's got defensive lapses and he struggles a little bit. So you, people can't all of a sudden say now because they've been beat by United, oh, he got it wrong again. Because mm-hmm. I just don't think defensively they're not strong anyway. So he's, there's only so many people we can choose from. I mean, and he's given them all opportunities and it's just not working. We're going to go back to Don McGuinness. He's now with Pep Guardiola. Thank you, Laura. Yes, uh, Pep, just how disappointed are you this evening after that? Yeah, we lost. Yeah, disappointed. But uh, I enjoyed to watch my team play and uh, until the end and, you know, it's where it is. We know that Manchester United are a counter-attacking side. Did they surprise you at all with the speed, particularly in the first half? No, we knew it. Yeah, we're going to see three, four counter-attacks, yeah. No more than that in the second half at the end when we attack with a lot of people. Yeah, it's the, the quality they have, you know, defend deep and and make a counter-attack, yeah. Do you have any complaints with the penalty and maybe one that you didn't get? Any thoughts on that? Next season will be better. Next season will be luckier, yeah. Would you think what VAR will be better? Ah, come on, next season, please. Yeah, it's many times, so next season. And did you feel that, obviously, when you got that, that goal back, you, you could get back into the game? I mean, obviously, the second half, it was it more happened, domination. It's happened many times this season, so forget about it, so... And what about then the title race? Do you forget about that now? There's 14 points, or what's your feeling? Well, it's a lot, a lot of distance. What you have to think is uh, continue. So with six, when we are 10 points in front, you have to continue. We have 10, 6, 11, we have to continue. And just a, a serious note, we don't want to ever talk about these things. It seemed that there was some race, alleged racist yeah. incidents with, with Fred. I mean, your thoughts on that? I think the club made a statement, support all of them. So I think the club with the police, with the guys are going to, to try, you know, to discover the reason why, to avoid it 
to avoid it, um, to avoid it not happen again. All right, thank you, Pep. Thank you. Thank you. There you go, that's Pep Guardiola. He is really, really frustrated. He's very different, isn't it? His yeah. complete demeanour is completely different. And that Don McGuinness was clearly winding him up because he's the only one who answered the question in the end, which I kind of, kind of understand. I get it. Like his team's just been beat, oh. and when you want to talk about just the, um, the the penalty decisions and these type of things, he, he probably you're right. He probably he's probably sick and tired of hearing that. I honestly, it's it's the last interview that I would ever want to do. Is Pep Guardiola in yeah. the position that he's in at the moment in the league? He is an absolute gentleman and a, an, a, an amazing guy, but he is so intense and, and so in love with football and so in love with winning. He's He's a born winner, and um, that that is the the last interview you'd ever want to do because you just feel that nothing you say is is the right I can, question. I can feel it coming through, yeah. coming through as we were listening to it because you, you could tell how irritable, irritating he's getting yeah. by the questions and he's saying about next season, which is I guess I guess one positive is that he's talking about next season and building again. So at least it shows yeah. he's going to be here next season. Roger is a Manchester City fan. Welcome to the show, Roger. I mean, obviously not a not a great result at all, um, uh, and and just want to say obviously fair play to United. I think they obviously um, played it out of, uh, out of the park. In the first half, I mean, every time they went forward, they looked like scoring. So, obviously, well done to them. But uh, I think my main point is, I think, um, you know, I love Rodri as a player, but but I think, uh, you know, this year, and I don't know, obviously, if you guys agree, but um, since uh, Rodri's been playing in front of the defence, we kind of always leave our back four alone against, like, three or four players. So, um, I just don't understand why... Uh, you know, Fernandinho was never, uh, you know, being pulled back into that position because, I mean, obviously last season or the season before, he was one of the best central midfielders in the world. And it's just very frustrating to see that, you know, every counter-attack that we have, there's only four players back and there's only like, uh, well, I mean, as I said, there's four or five attackers. And uh, it seems to be every game when uh, our, you know, opponents do that, then we just look like, I don't know, just like a normal side you know not like uh, you know the Man City we've seen in the past two years so it's uh, yeah very frustrating to see but uh, yeah I mean as I said just uh, uh, obviously you know well done to United but uh, uh, yeah not not great at all I think it's testament to Fernandinho because I think when he plays that holding midfield role, I think he is one of the best in world football. But he was um, one of the best in world football. So, but it's testament to himself that he can go on and play. That the manager trusts him enough to go and play centre half. But as far as Rodri, I mean, I really like him. I thought against Burnley in the week, I think he was sensational. I thought he's brilliant, one of the best players on the pitch. And today, yeah, he's, he, listen, it's going to take him time to get up to that level of Fernandinho. As I said, Fernandinho. Arguably, at one stage, he was one of the best holding midfield players in the world. And expecting Rodri to come in for, like, after one season and be at that level, it's, it's going to take time. But I think also as well, what helped Fernandinho is that he had company, Laporte, these guys were behind him. So he, he was asked to do a lot less. So I think now with the inconsistent defending and you not leaking goals, I think you ex- it's exposing Rodri a little bit more and doing him no favours. Mm. Um, we spoke to someone earlier on, Roger, that said that you won't dip into the market in January, doesn't think it's going to happen. Um, what do you think will happen? Uh, it's a tough one, really, to be honest. I mean, uh, well, I mean, ideally, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll, you know, you know, we never, we never, uh, I guess, you know, bought someone for, you know, to, to, I guess, have someone in place of company. But then at the same time, you know, we have a, we have Eric Garcia, you know, 19 years old. I mean, obviously not experienced, but every time he plays in the League Cup or in the FA Cup or anything, he always looks very confident. So, uh, you know, another, another thing I, I cannot understand, like, why don't we give you know, Eric Garcia chance. I think, I think the biggest, uh, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that that we have to look for, and uh, what obviously, uh, you know, no one said. I think obviously, you know, since Sane is injured, we look like we only have pace on the one side, and then if teams obviously like you know double or triple, uh, you know, Sterling, you obviously can't, uh, you know, really play. But then again, you know, left back uh, is. It's obviously a huge thing. I mean, in the first half, literally every single ball went to James in the first half. And it's just like, you know, everyone's just targeting uh, uh, like Angelino every time he plays. Mm. Um, so, so I think, well, let's say hopefully, you know, we can buy someone. But, but uh, I mean, I would think it would be, it would be well, I mean, you know, send it back all, out, uh, all left back. But then again, you know, we spent so much money on, on our on our fullbacks that you would expect that we've got, you know, something decent going forward. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, let's hope for it. But, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really convinced that we're going to buy someone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrooks. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18+, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Everton 3, Chelsea 1, first of all. James is an Everton fan who's with us on the show. What do you want to say, James? Hi, um, mate. It's great what you can do when you just get back to basics, playing four four two, close people down, um, bit of intensity, uh, and that's it. Just just straightforward football, and it was a pleasure to watch. It is straightforward football. Um, was there an element of Sam Allardyce about it, James, or am I being a bit cheeky there? Uh, it didn't feel like a Sam Allardyce team. Everyone was the atmosphere was was quite good. Everyone was really up for it. Um, and I, I think we, we we pressed a lot more than an Allardyce side. Allardyce was more. More rigid, more regimented. Uh, this was we, we led from the front, the front line. Every uh, and Lewin. I think didn't, they kept, didn't stop them. You kept so. trying to get another goal. I think that's something that uh, perhaps Sam would have shut up shop. You know, but I think uh, I always felt that um, while I think Chelsea were pressing and, and looked likely to get back into the game and nick a goal, I always felt that Everton had a goal for it. And do you know what? As well, eh, and, and, and Everton fans, I'm sure will will agree with this: the aggression and and the the work rate of the team was certainly up two notches from what we've seen over recent uh, recent weeks. Um, let me tell you, James, it was very physical. Our commentary was highlighting some of the uh, physical challenges. There was uh, one from Pickford, I thought, on Sammy Abraham that was over-physical. Certainly one from Calvert-Lewin on Aspilicueta that was over-physical. If that, would, if that had been done to your side, you wouldn't have been happy, would you? Well, that's, that's what was needed. It was needed a bit of aggression and tempo. I mean, them, them challenges and tackles come with them, that type of atmosphere, that type of game. And that's what we've needed. I, I like the fact that we didn't give Chelsea any respect, and we just treated them like any other team. And we and we we went, we played our own game, and we set the tone of the game. Uh, uh, we we dragged them into the fist fight, and, and we won ultimately. I guess, and you can't argue with the result, James. Thanks for the call. You can't argue with it. All I'm saying, yeah, there was an element. Alvin, that they were going for another goal. They were going forward, but it was very basic stuff, 4-4-2, and it's not a criticism. It's exactly what they needed. They needed to be in Chelsea's faces. They needed to intimidate Chelsea. It's exactly what they did. So I haven't got really any complaints with it. It's just that uh, you can understand Frank Lampard and Jody Morris were fuming on the sidelines because they they felt their players weren't getting the protection they wanted. Yeah, well, look, I I think whenever we talk about it a bit recently, Adrian, I always say, look, the managers that, 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 that have gone in, are they a good fit? What Everton fans demand is what you've just said then and what James has just said. Dynamic. They want to be dynamic. They want to be aggressive. They want to be in people's faces. And I'm not showing or over-respecting teams, which is exactly what they've done today. And and there's no doubt, doubt there was an effect by the, the, the injury manager. He, was, he knew what the Everton fans wanted. He provided it. And, and the, the Everton players responded to Duncan Ferguson. Now, if they keep performing like that, Adrian, it doesn't have to be the silkiest performance, but they will win games because they're organised. And I, I, I looked at what Chelsea were doing and they were asking a lot of questions of Everton and Everton were getting round each other. They played like a real team. Let's speak to uh, Alan. He's an Everton fan who's joined us on the full-time phone in 0871722344. Uh, we're going on till 7 on TalkSport 2. On TalkSport, you're going to get the Manchester derby very shortly. By the way, the best way to deal with all this is by downloading the app, the TalkSport app. It is free. Just download it from your app store. It's uh, a 30-second process of registering, and then you are away. You can swipe seamlessly between TalkSport and TalkSport 2 at will. Alan, the Everton fan, what do you want to say? You're on TalkSport. Evening, guys. I'd just like to say what a great result it was today. I think every Evertonian sitting there today at the game uh, got exactly what we've been asking for. Uh, passion, aggression, 
We were in their face. We never let them settle. We, we pressed high. We won the ball. As soon as we lost it, we went searching to win it. And we played as a team. And we haven't done that for a long time. And that's credit to Duncan Ferguson. The question is, can we do it week in, week out? We still need a little bit more quality. But if we can play like that, we won't be far short of winning more games than what we'd lose. Alan, are you saying you want Duncan Ferguson as manager full-time? I'd like him full-time, yeah. I'd like the lad to have a go. He's Everton through and through. He knows the club. I think he needs a bit of experience with him. Maybe a Peter Reid, a Joe Royal. Someone to say to him, you know, put him, put him wise and put him in the right direction. But I think the lad does deserve a chance. I really do after today. Alan, do you think that certainly at the least, Adrian, and I, and I throw this out there to Everton fans, what have you got to lose by putting him in, you know, until the end of the season? Now, look, I know, I know it's only one game, but you've got somebody there that, that, that bleeds the club Right, he's blue through and through. And he, I looked at the way he actually gestured up to the director's box today, Alan and Adrian. Did you see it, Adrian? You know, Bill Kenwright's up there with the owner um, and, and Mashiri. And, and there was certainly um, a, a relationship, a very strong bond there between the two of them. And I think it's going to be very, very difficult if he wins an, you know, another couple of games to ignore Duncan and, and no, surely this is his time now Alan didn't we go through all this with, with Unzi everybody's favourite everybody loved him and Bill Kenwright was smiling on oh, my Unzi and all this haven't they got to have a better strategy than just somebody who can punch the air and, and please the crowd after one victory oh absolutely I, I don't, I'm not saying for one second that uh, Duncan Ferguson is a, is a band leader he's not what he showed was passion I mean, at the final whistle, he went out there and he hugged every player. We've not had that in a long time from a manager. You know, it was it was it was it was gone back to Kendall days. The boy, the boy does deserve a chance. He's Everton through and through. We've had these foreign managers come in and and they've come in and they've tried to play this blend of football, but it's not been a Premier League blend of football. This Premier League, there's no hiding place. It's the toughest league in the world, and you need the toughest coaches. And I think in Duncan, we've got that. We haven't had it in the last three or four managers, including Allardyce. Allardyce was a little bit soft as well. He was a little bit negative in what he did. He didn't quite get Everton. I'm not having a go at Sam because he kept us up. But I think, I think it's Duncan's time now. I really do. It's Duncan's time. Duncan, a couple of friends, I think, made by yourself today. A couple of ball boys, hugs in there. How are they? Yeah, I mean, they've probably got sore ribs at the moment, I think, yeah. It was just adrenaline, to be honest with you, mate. It was just it was exciting, you know what I mean? And what a fantastic day for them as well. Yeah, you talked about the fans at the end. You went onto the pitch, you gave it some, you were punching the air. What does it mean to them, do you think, to get a win like this in these sorts of circumstances? Absolutely, we're in the relegation zone. We're in the bottom three, so it's, you know, to, to, to get their points, it's just unbelievable. And, and, of course, the fans have been frustrated as well because the team has been struggling a little bit. But now for that, to get in a lift like that and to beat Chelsea, who are a good team, a fantastic team, aren't they? So, you know, to come here and, and, and to, to be here and to beat them 3-1, it was fantastic. And I was absolutely delighted for the fans. Fans first for me. Always. I know you want to focus on the fans, but what about yourself over the last 24 hours? How have you approached it, approaching a game like this and getting ready for something like this? Well, I've actually been quite calm behind the scenes, but I knew it in the touchline and my adrenaline would kick in because, you know, I knew that would happen. And I wanted that to happen because I knew the, 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 players, need, the players need passion. They need, they need driven on. You know, the, the confidence are a bit low, so you need to make sure you're pushing, you're kicking every ball and you're pushing them into positions. It's very difficult to get your messages across when it's such an unbelievable atmosphere. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the body language, it's the, it's, it's the, you know, it's the positive, um, oh, positive way you, you conduct yourself. I think that can feed onto the pitch. Whether it's yourself or somebody else coming in over the next week or so, can you maintain this type of intensity for the rest of the season? We absolutely will. Whoever the manager is, they will, will, will maintain this intensity. We have to. We're Everton. That's the way we play. We have to make sure we're aggressive. We have to make sure we press well. I think we did that today. Has anybody said anything to you about how long you'll be in charge still? Nico Kovac was in the crowd today. Fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, brilliant. Uh, you know, we, want the, we want the best managers in the world managing the football club and that's it. Game day. Your verdict on Talk Sport. Let's hear from Sean Dyche. He's with the Moose. Yeah, Burnley manager Sean Dyche. I mean, Sean, first of all, um, any complaints about being second best today? I mean, I suppose we're a better team. I don't think you'd disagree with that. Well, I don't think that's rocket science. I think you can work that one out pretty easily. Um, they're a top side, and they did what top sides do. We gave, them, we gave them away the ball five times, and they counted five times and put it in our net. Um, that's really the story of the game. We know they're a strong side. We know that we, we thought they might have a bounce from a, a, a tough result the other night, which they did. They started really, really sharp, um, really hard and fast. And they're a top side, and they delivered the moments, the big key moments. We had a couple ourselves at 2-0 down. We had two great chances. Um, we didn't put them away. They did um, when their chances came. 
Your team couldn't really get hold of Herman Son today, could they? Well, he's not bad, you know. Um, he's got a bit about him. I don't know whether you noticed that, but he has got a bit about him. It's not so easy. It's easy to say on uh, paper, yeah, we'll stop him. But, you know, when he's on it, he's a, he's a terrific player. Kane, again, I mean, I'm a great admirer of this. Um, many moons ago, I tried to sign him, but we offered, I think we offered a bag of chips, so that weren't going to happen. Well, for Burnley, um, you tried to sign him. Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, everyone knows that. You must have been sleeping. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, top players. They've got some top players. Dele Alli's popped up with a bit of form. You know, they were resolute. I mean, we kept the ball, we kept probing, we tried to affect the game and, and they hit us even second half with a, with a couple of counters and, and killed the game off. And, and that is the difference. They have quality moments. They punished us. We didn't punish them when we just had a sniff at that 2-0 stage. Two big chances, hit the bar, of course, and, and, and Joe has a, a big header and, and puts it wide. So I'm not saying that would have got us the game, by the way, but it might have just quelled the game and just calmed it down and give us a foothold. You played two top sides down in a row and, and conceded a fair few goals. What about the games coming forward? Newcastle and Everton, I presume that's why you probably took Chris Wood off after an hour. Well, we're depleted, unfortunately, at the minute. Um, but I have said that I think it's the most competitive squad, so I don't want to make that an excuse. I still put 11 out there that I think can perform. Um, you know, we've got to, we are in a little bit of protection mode when games go like that. We've got to try and make sure the players are right. Um, it's fair to say, we know the stats and facts. These are difficult places to come to. You don't want to, you don't want to get five put past you, quite obviously. Um, you want to fight your corner. You want to nick the odd point when you can and the odd win when you can. Um, but it is tough. So we know the market we're in and we know we've got to challenge ourselves to make sure we get points in the games that most people consider uh, more likely. Cheers, Sean. Thanks for joining us on TalkSport 2 this afternoon. There we are. Sean Dyche after the 5-0 uh, win for Spurs here today. Wow. Uh, Alvin Martin, what an interview. Sean Dyche has just owned Ian Abrams there. <laughs> I mean, he, was, he was after him, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could hear, could hear Abe sort of going onto the back foot. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Reversing. Uh, but, you know, it's... Look... The stats aren't good, are they, in respect of uh, Burnley against the top sides? Uh, one win, I think, in 28 now against the perceived top six. But, look, he, I, I, when I look at, at, at Spurs and, and Burnley, you, you know, they, they are two different sides altogether. Today it was about, obviously, Spurs trying to get the balance right between defence and attacking. From the, uh, from the, 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 the scoreline, you would have to say they got that right. And, they needed a result like that, and I think they needed a clean sheet going into the three games they've got coming up. Bayern away in the Champions League, then they've got Wolves away, who are flying at the moment, and then Chelsea at home there, obviously his old team. So three big games coming up for Mourinho, and the clean sheet was a massive one for them today. Well, let's go to uh, Trevor, who's a, a Spurs fan. Um, Trevor, talk to me. First of all, were you, were you pro-Mourinho taking the job or not? Yes, I mean, I've been on here for the last however many weeks phoning about when we had Fox that we should get him out. So, to be honest, I was delighted that we had the change. I still can't believe that we've got Mourinho as our manager. Um, and he's certainly making some, some waves with the way we're playing because we're more direct, we're more expansive with the football, we look like we're going to score every time we go forward. I'm still a bit nervous at the back, although I will say that he has changed Serge uh, Aurier into what I thought he was. I thought he was an excuse for a footballer. The last three games, he has been really, really good. So I want to praise Aurier because he has been fantastic the last few games. The same as Deli Ali as well. I mean, you will see that strong goal. I mean, that was an absolute worldie. So what is it about Mourinho? I mean, you're saying that it's a little bit more direct. Now, if you'd said to Spurs fans before he was appointed, you're going you're gonna to be better, but you're going to go direct, they would have turned their noses, some of them would have turned their noses up at that kind of football, wouldn't they? I, I agree with you, but I think instead of him being the special one, I think he'll change his name to the new one because he's certainly playing a different brand of football from what he normally does. So... At the moment, as a Spurs fan, and I'm sure most of the Spurs fans are, they're delighted, and I think very soon we might actually start singing his name. Do you know what? In, <laughs> in, in, in Munich, in Munich, I'll tell you what, against Bayern Munich, um, it's going to be very interesting to see what he does. What he is great at, uh, I think, is setting up his team tactically to nullify... Uh, you know the opposition whether or not he can do that and I don't think he can against Bayern but if he if he goes long every time they get it Harry Kane is going to be isolated uh, and they're going to hand the game to Bayern so he's got to try and find a way of getting good service it's not wrong with going long as long as the long ball is into Harry's chest 
if it's up above his head uh, and it's going to the opposition and it's easy to deal with, then it's the, it's the wrong sort of uh, long ball. But they've got to offer a threat going back the other way. And do you know what? I go back and, uh, to the game uh, at, at, uh, at Tottenham when Bayern played there. And do you know what? Just before half-time, they got a second goal, Bayern. And Tottenham were better in that first half. And we all know what happened in the second half. But they're the fine lines. He's got to get that right. The fine lines in the game, if he can get it right against Bayern, if he, if he gets a result in that game, can you imagine the impact it's going to have on them players? What it's going to fill them with? And uh, even uh, you know after the uh, the United defeat, I think it was it was a big game today. They've won a game convincingly going into that buying game. Because if they hadn't played well today, they'd have gone into that game in a completely different state of mind. Well, let me tell you something very quickly because uh, you know how they sometimes say Mourinho is a little bit of a lucky manager. Well. Hitting, I mean, Tottenham are through in the Champions League. He's seen that through. They're going to finish second. They can't do anything else. But they have got that game away to Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich are sixth in the Bundesliga. They've just been beaten this afternoon at Borussia Mönchengladbach, the leaders, by two goals to one after leading as well. And the winner was in injury time. So Bayern Munich, you'd say, are probably on a bit of a low right now. Spurs right. on a bit of a high. So it's all fitting in nicely. That game on Wednesday, Bayern Munich against Tottenham. You can hear live commentary on TalkSport. Revenge will be in the air. I think we can hear now from Jose Mourinho with the moose. Yeah, thanks very much. Jose is alongside me. Jose, smiling. You must be absolutely thrilled with that. Yes, I'm very happy. Um, the result, the three points, the goals we scored, the goals we didn't concede, the high quality of our of our football, the happiness of the supporters, the debut of a 17-year-old kid in, in the Premier League, um, top-class referee. Uh, for me, the fourth goal is only possible with a top-class referee that is very stable in the game and understands the moment and the advantage and and let let it go, let it go. And uh, in the end, Harry uh, does that amazing goal. I think everything was was good. And I also want to 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 praise the honesty of uh, of Sean Dutch because uh, immediately after the game, his words were, uh, "You were too good for us." And he's always very, very honest, and uh, I get that as as a big as a big compliment from from Sean. Where do you rank Son's goal? I mean, that was one of the best individual goals you'll see in a long time. Yeah, um, I was telling already in in some in some TV. I remember when I was um, with Mr. Sabobi Robson in Barcelona. Uh, I think 1996. In Compostela, Ronaldo Nazario got the ball behind the midfield line and uh, a very, very, very similar goal. And maybe my reaction, I don't know, but maybe my reaction was very similar to Mr. Robson's reaction because the goal is absolutely phenomenal. Your team are playing some uh, some terrific stuff. They're scoring lots and lots of goals. Um, I, I mean, it, it, there can't be much really to put right now. I mean, you walked into a Spurs team and, and you've got them banging on the door of the top yeah, four. Today was a big effort from the players and in the past two days um, was a good work by the, by the mental point of view and by the analysed point of view to trying to, to make the players understand the game in another way. We were much more aggressive, we pressed better, we won first balls, we won duels. We were almost in in control a part of couple of moments in the end of of the first half but that is Burnley Burnley is not an easy team to uh, to stop when they put you under pressure and when they start uh, crossing balls to the box they are very powerful that and probably the best in England to do that so a part of that we we were really really good and really in control and was obviously a a good day for us and uh, I don't know maybe some other results help us a little bit and in the table we we smell a little bit more the the positions where we belong. How are you going to celebrate tonight? Nice bottle of wine? Hmm? How are you going to celebrate tonight? Nice, nice bottle of wine? Uh, think about Bayern and try to build a team where I can give a rest to some players that need a rest, but still try to build a team with some with some balance where uh, the young players that are going to play can look to, to the side and feel comfortable with the with a positive structure because Bayern is, is a big team, the match is a big match and of course I want to play some young boys but I need to give them a little, a little support. 
Interesting. Uh, the moose was being treated a bit more kindly by Jose Mourinho than uh, Sean Dyche yeah, uh, treated I don't him. know what he was talking about with the wine there, but I think he obviously <laughs> didn't get it, or he, didn't, he doesn't get the moose's sense of humour. I think it was an attempt at wit, wasn't it, for the moose? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. But uh, Spurs up to fifth, and you, you can't argue with what he's doing there. Adrian, are you sure that was Mourinho? Because uh, he's, he's, he's praising the opposition managers, he's, he's being nice to ball boys and referees. You sure it's not his brother or something? Well, it's a completely different man to the one that I saw at, at Old Trafford. Unbelievable. Well, carrying on a, a jokey theme, the Moose did say at the start of the show, uh, Man United must have got Mourinho's brother because this one is uh, looking like the real deal. Yeah, they're up to uh, fifth. There's six points uh, behind Chelsea, who lost today, and you know a couple of uh, defeats recently for Chelsea. That so There is a top-four place up for grabs when it looked like there was a breakaway uh, a few weeks ago. Let's uh, speak to Mark, who's a, a Spurs fan. What do you make of that today? 5-0, Mark. Yeah, no, absolutely, Chuck. Um, good evening, guys. Great to speak to you. Thank you. Um, I'm on the way back from my game, uh, from the game now. Um, it's not often I agree with you, Adrian, but we need to make a change. And I think um, really positive today. More direct football, uh, but definitely, you know, we're going in the right direction. Which is really, really positive. It is going in the right direction. Did you? Were you sceptical when he was appointed? Were others around you, Spurs fans, sceptical? They were really sceptical, but, I mean, I was all in favour of a change. I think the club had a lot of negativity around it. Um, I think we needed to, to change the manager and getting Jose Mourinho was absolutely the best thing for the club. Should we try Matt? He looks like he's a Spurs <laughs> fan as well. Yeah, basically, um, you know, it's just it's just a sad state, really, that we've lost Poch, um, one of the best managers out there that other clubs will, mm-hmm. bigger clubs that will that will jump in. But um, and Levy put the bait out on him basically because he never backed him, and then he just found an easy way out to sack him and bring in um, mm-hmm. a guy that's in my book ain't going to win a trophy for us. I still say it, and people are talking about FA Cup now. It ain't going to happen because of the squad is not good enough to win an FA Cup, not even a League Cup under Daniel Levy because this guy continuously does not back the manager with the signings that he wants to get. Do you not, Levy, do you, go on. Like I said, do you not think, though, by, obviously, we all know what Mourinho, he likes a lot of money to spend. Do you not think there would have been some kind of gar- some assurances, some kind of guarantees that, listen, if you're going to get Mourinho, and if you're going to take me as your manager, I need money to spend in January. Do you not think that he would have promised him that? Well, there's a couple of things I want to say to you. First thing is, if I threw 15 million at you, a London club, Chelsea's rivals, would you take it? 15 million. Darren would take 10 million. <laughs> 15 million. That's one of the things, the reasons why he took it. And the second one, I would put my house on the line and I'd say, Daniel Levy, when he approached him, yeah, he said to him, nothing about trophies. Absolutely nothing about trophies. Because if Daniel Levy wanted to win a trophy, he would have won one by now in the 20 years that he's been there. No, I'm not talking about a League Cup, by the way. An Oof, FA Cup minimum. That was minimum. about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about FA Cup minimum. And he would have backed a manager to bring trophies in. 20 years he's been at that club, he has not backed a manager. Now, you turn him around and saying to me that this guy, he's going to turn around and back Mourinho. i tell you what he did with Mourinho when he sat down across the table. He said to Mourinho, I'm going to, like he did with Harry Redknapp, threw him a million pounds, keep us up. And again, remember two points from eight games? That was the one year in my whole life I actually believe we was going to go down because of this man again. And he messed up and he's now got in Harry Redknapp, gave him a million pounds. He did the same thing with Jose. I bet you said to him, I'll give you two million pounds, get me top four. No one's talking about trophies because if he wanted a trophy, he would have had a trophy by now. He's not interested in trophies. So, so what you're saying, you, in... so basically you, what you're saying is you want Levy out, is what you're saying. You don't, you don't like you're... him as your own, you think he's grueling your football club. Mate, I want Levy out. I don't want Levy in North London, let alone in, in, at my football club. I don't want this man no more. I said it on your station loads of times to Adrian Durham. I hate this man more than I hate Arsenal. That, <laughs> wow, that's deep. That, that is deep, mate. That is deep. Because you know what? It's enough is enough. That's the campaign now. Enough mm. is enough. We've had enough of this man. And the people that back him, yeah, I call that, I'll tell you what I call them, like um, uh, Roy Keane says, prawn sandwiches. That's what they are. Because they're backing a man that is not. That's what Mourinho used to come out and say to Wenger, 
who's won trophy. Wenger's trophy hall is better than my football club. And Mourinho used to come out and say he's a failure. But just playing devil's advocate, Matt, Levy was the man that bought in Pochettino, the man that you loved so much that you didn't want to let go. Right. So is that not a good move that you bought in him? Uh, so um, should we? Uh, I tell you, uh, you're an Arsenal fan. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a bit more info about where we was. We had a, we had away fans going to Anfield because of Levy's appointment, Tim Sherwood celebrating a goal. Liverpool fans looking at us, going, "What are these like, all jumping up and down for? Just making it out that we at least scored a goal when we was four 0 down at Anfield again <laughs> off Levy's back." Now you've got to understand when Poch came to our football club. We weren't in a great state, again, because of Levy. Now, when, we, when Poch came to the football club, his words to Poch was, get us to play the Tottenham way, because we lost our way. Poch said, no problem, no pressure at top four. The following season, he gets us into the top four. All of a sudden, Poch is now re- recognised around the country, around the world. Let's go out and try and buy some players in. And obviously, he's brought in a few, but the few match the pocket of Levy. Because Levy don't like spending no more than 10, 15 million pounds on players like Juan Yama, all the wild. He's messed about so many times with players' contracts. I'm, you know what? I said it on your station again, loads of times. I'm glad Ericsson's going on a free because I don't want Levy to take the money. Because if Levy takes the money, he's going to bring me another Sissoko. He's going to bring me another Janssen. And this result today, yeah, great, fantastic. Do you know what? If Mourinho gets Tottenham into the top four. Yeah, it's going to be the worst thing for Why? Tottenham Town. Why? It's, it's, going to be, it's going to be the worst thing because Levy wants that. That's all Levy wants. What do you want? Le- what do I want? Yeah. Do you not want top four? I, I, no, I don't want top four. Why? Do you know, do, well, do you know what? If I was to sit there with you, Laura, you're an Arsenal fan. Yeah. I'd love we argue, shall, we, shall we argue about trophies? Why? Who's going We've to win? got loads of them. Right, you've got loads of them. Yeah. I haven't had one. In 20 years under this man. Hey, and uh, what are we going to... 2008, 2008. Should we, should we, There's someone in this room that's got one for Look. you. Game day. The biggest football league in the world. Game day. Your verdict on Talk Sport. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com. 18 plus. Be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.